Steve, remember after our last chat podcast, I said, uh, I don't have anything to talk about. Uh, let's just skip next week. We have a lot to talk about now. This, <laughs> they is, knew. this, is, this is like our, the law of our podcast. It is. That's, that's why we should just keep talking. People yes. stop doing stuff, maybe. Yeah. Which is uh, which the name of this podcast is the Stuff Summer Says podcast with Steve. Steve. Uh, Steve, we do have a lot to talk about. We have um a bigger big 10 um heinz field rest in peace um and we'll we'll chat about the all-star game because i I just want to pick your brain on that but i feel like we'll spend most of our time on the first topic uh and then i want to i want to pick your brain on this old guy young guy topic because this the the one that you one of the ones that you sent is something that's highly debated in this household oh okay cool probably get me yelled at when we listen to this part of the podcast. Do we listen right. to it together? Or no. You just hold your breath. No, when, when, when just, listen? yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a communal we. All right. Uh, you ready? Yes, sir. All right. Cool. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I, I don't know. I remember when Texas and Oklahoma were joining the SEC, and there were rumors about USC joining the Big Ten. And I laughed very hard. Uh, and then I was, it, it, to me, this is going to become one of those where were you when moments. Um, and I was at Chipotle. I was order, waiting for my order to be ready, finished, ready. I was scroll, scrolling through Twitter. And I saw a tweet that USC and UCLA were going to join the Big Ten. And I was like, that's really funny. And if you, if you go back and look at the tweet that I sent, quote tweeting that I said this is not real and then like three other major media outlets reported it and now two weeks later here we are with the newest members of the Big Ten USC and UCLA I'm not even gonna ask how surprised you were because I, I I think it was I think it's obvious I'm just gonna ask you why why do you think this happened, Steve? It's, it's a sports <laughs> media podcast, right? It's because the, the media is controlling, the sports media giants are controlling what's, what's happening, right? You've seen the quote, and I'm sure the, the people that listen to us or at least, you know, have seen the quote from the guy who's now, what, the associate athletic director at Florida Gulf Coast or whatever it was. We talked about two conferences in the future, one being ESPN and one being Fox. That's what this is, right? This is Fox sitting at the negotiating table with the Big Ten as they're working their deal, trying to figure out how to make a little more money, trying to figure out how to make the package more appealing, saying, geez, if you only had another market, right? And, and probably knowing, you know, that's their job. I think the smartest people in, in the room and all this stuff are the sports media people. I don't think it's the athletic directors. It's certainly not the presidents who are just signing off on this stuff. Um, so the why is it's money for the sports, the partners of the sports broadcasters to be able to, to drive revenue and raise money for, for themselves and, and for the conferences by structuring 
deals like this and making the conferences more appealing for advertisers to support them. Yeah, I think that's about where I'm at with it. Like once I sat down and thought about it and thought it through, outside of the fact that, as I've pointed out multiple times already, the difference between five miles from State College is a whole hell of a lot different than the difference between five miles from downtown LA. It makes sense. It it really does. I think number one, the money thing. This is, I think I read today. Sports Business Journal had an article, maybe like up to 15% additional on top of the billion that they're going to get, probably going to get off of this TV deal. You now have the Big Ten in basically three to the top five media markets. You could, you know, now you have, um, so you have New York with Rutgers, all of the Illinois schools um, in in Chicago, LA, uh, you have Philly, and then you have you have Philly with Penn State's kind of sorta maybe Rutgers kind of sorta, and then you have um, you have Maryland with in, in DC. Why not put your foot down? Like why not? If you've got this opportunity, go for it. I think it, I think it makes a lot of sense. And I think the other thing is, if the Big Ten wants to stay relevant and keep up with the SEC maybe not necessarily in the product on the field, not that I necessarily always think that the SEC is the better conference in that area. They're going to have to do things like this. And Zany is crazy as it may seem once, like I said, once I sat down and thought about it, yeah, this makes sense. I, I think I was surprised at how quickly it happened. I think that was kind of what flabbergasted all of us. And I'm also surprised at how quickly it's all going to happen. This is going to happen by 2024. Um, if I, I feel like when Rutgers joined the big 10, it was, eh, no, it was about the same Rutgers of Maryland joined. It was about the same, um, time frame. but I, I don't know. I just think, you know, the TV deal that we thought we were going to be, you and I were going to be talking about at this point in the year, or maybe even a couple of weeks ago, still hasn't come out yet. We're still not ready for that yet because of things like this. And I think it's a smart move. I think it's something that I don't know if Kevin Warren wasn't in charge of the big 10, he would have done, you know, if it was Jim Delaney still, I don't know if he would have done that. I think. I, I, I I'm, I'm hesitant. Okay. But you, I guess look, he's the good. You look the very guy. like want to stop me there when you were, he's like, the guy in charge. Right. So you got to give him credit for happening on his watch, but there hasn't been anything this inspired or even hinting at this broadly thinking that Kevin Warren has done to this point. So I guess that's why I think I lean more toward Fox or the negotiators than him driving it. But I do think he's got to get credit for it, but he hasn't done anything to this point that's made me say, oh, well, he's so sneaky, smart and and forward thinking that this makes sense from his track record. But I guess he's got to get credit because he's in charge. Let's pretend that we were flies on the wall and how do you think the conversation happened do you think the conversation was fox saying hey if you can get me two more bigger schools espn will probably throw this much more money at you or do you think it was hey espn slash fox if we added these two schools how much more money could we get i think it's the former i think it's 
the, the, the Fox folks saying, hey, if we had another market, if we could pull in another bigger market, I wonder if that would be LA. Because again, Fox has a relationship out West too, and, and knows what was and wasn't working about the yeah. plan, that they might've said, hey, maybe we should ask them. Like, would you be okay if we said, you know, if, if there was interest, you know, they said, if there was interest, would you, would, would you guys be interested in talking to them? I, I, if I had to bet money, I'd lean more toward that. them driving it than the Big Ten driving it. That's kind of what I thought too. I, I think as much as people will say things and, and maybe dispel the, like you said earlier, it's going to be a Fox conference and an ESPN conference. I think that's relatively what happens. I also, I don't know. I, there's a couple of different directions I, I want to go with this conversation today. I think the other thing is I really genuinely feel like this isn't done. I feel like there's going to be more probably by the time USC and UCLA start playing big 10 football. Um, I mean, as a couple of people pointed out, um, if Stanford comes, if, if Stanford's one of them, I really think the domino with Notre Dame falls because now you've got a lot of rivalries for Notre Dame of teams that they're pretty much always playing. Um, you've got USC, you've got Stanford, Michigan, Michigan State, um, to a de- lesser degree, Ohio State. Um, I guess they're not really that much of a rivalry. Um I, I do think that that domino eventually falls. And I do think right now, like if I would say it's like a 55% just of what I've read. And this is like, obviously not inside information. I think 55% chance of it going the big tens way and not the ACC way anymore. Um, so I think that's interesting. I also like wonder what happens with the big 12 because like the big 12 and the pac 12 have just gotten left in the dust really by all of this. Like, yes, the big 12 did add USC, but like, or I'm not, I'm not, sorry, not USC, UCF and uh, BYU and Cincinnati and maybe one other school, Houston, but there, those are not like now it's just, it's kind of like you, you reshuffled the deck a little bit and the deck still is favoring those schools that were already at the top. You're just kind of making a Mac plus not that the an American plus, I guess would be the best way to call them the big 12. Um, do you, is, are you, I mean, as a fan, are you, do you want more schools to be added? And as a media critic, how many more schools do you think are going to be added? As a as a fan of student athlete wellness, although I know the student athlete term means even less now than it did two <laughs> weeks ago, right? Because nobody gives a shit if they think anybody's going to fly a regular season basketball game to the West Coast and come back to the East. I thought there'd be a couple more dominoes sooner already. Like I thought um, Arizona State, right, to get Phoenix and Seattle, maybe, or in Washington, UW to get Seattle, and to give them some partners out there in the West so that travel isn't so crazy. I thought that could happen in this round, but reading between the lines or reading through the lines, it just feels like that's not a priority right now. Like they're going to go with what they got, which tells you, again, all you need to know, it's about the money. It's about TV programming. It's not about student athletes. It's not about equal competition um, or whatever. And I think they may go, I forget who it was and where it was. You just consume so much of this that, they may be talking about 
different divisions in the Big Ten, like four, four fours, mm-hmm. or, you know, maybe four fives if they could get to twenty someday. Like just then you have semifinals for football, right? And a championship, right? Which is is more revenue, and that made sense to me. But you can do that with four fours. It's just that USC and UCLA and in Wisconsin and Nebraska. Like I mean, who knows? Like it just yeah. doesn't make sense. Although if you're only playing three games in your in your division. Maybe that's not horrible, right? And then you get your crossover games, you get more crossover games in the other three divisions of the conference that can get you playing people every other year somehow. I, I really do feel like we're getting to the point where the schedule is going to have to expand. Like, I, I think that that's the biggest, that's the other, that's the next domino. After, after realignment, I really feel like the schedule is going to expand to, and I know we're going to talk about student athlete wellness again, but it's not going to matter at that point. Yes. We're, we'll, we'll be beyond that point at that point. Um, so I, yeah, that's, that's interesting. I, I've, I've read Boston college, which I thought would be an interesting one just because you have the, the, the BC media market. The Arizona state thing is very fascinating to me because I also did think about the fact of then you've really got like that corner of the country pretty much locked down. But then, and, you know, there's already, there was already that existing partnership with Arizona State Hockey playing in the Big Ten during the COVID year and things like that. But boy, do their academics don't. Like, and I know this isn't necessarily academics. And I, I, I think that's really the hesitancy here is like, do we want to add, no offense to anybody with an Arizona State degree if you listen to this podcast, but like, I, I think that there's just a, if you look at the rankings, go look at the rankings. As somebody who used well, to work that, that may be the one somebody. place where the presidents are like, look, we'll sign off on this, but we won't sign off on that. And honestly, if I don't know that Arizona State and UW or BC or anybody else brings any more money. Like I just don't, USC and UCLA with the LA market and the cachet they have more, probably more USC and UCLA in, in most, they do bring more money. If, if you get in more teams to get to 20 or 24, just to even things out for play, you're probably getting less money per partner then because they're not bringing in as much proportionally. So if it's about the money, add the two that you've added and see what happens. And then the, 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 the golden egg that remains out there is Notre Dame. And if there's a way you can do it, if it's an, if then Stanford and we get Notre Dame. Okay. Right. And, and I would think, well, I mean, I guess Notre Dame has been with the ACC the past few years and it's been fine. It just did. That just doesn't feel right to me, but I guess it doesn't feel any less right than USC in the big 10. Yeah, uh, I still think that that is for me the the weirdest part was like, and I I, I talked about this too. Like, I've just, I just I know you you and I both know for a fact that there are multiple USC players and UCLA players that probably have never seen snow in their lives outside of like what they see on the caps of the mountains, and I'm just imagining them going to Wisconsin or state college or legitimately pretty much any big 10 school, November 21, November 13, November, even like late that, that freak snowstorm that we occasionally get here in late October, that's going to be a miserable experience. I, that is the one I, I have to wonder how much of the, if I doubt there was much pushback, in this because they saw the dollar signs, but I have to wonder if that did come up in conversation. Because I, I, I think there's also like there's not as much an advantage of of Penn State going to USC and playing in warm weather versus the other way around. Like I, I think it's no, it's not. It's not like going to 
No, warm weather at that time of the year is a, is a respite break. It's not like going to Miami to open the season. Yeah. Right? In, in August, it's just a different kind of, of heat. Yeah. It's warmer, but it's not hot. So it might have come up after they made the deal, right? Like, oh, that'll be funny when that happens. But funny in a way that we're putting the money in our wallet and our bank. Yeah. Oh, oh darn. Much. It's snowing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's talk about this from the Penn State perspective. Um, as you pointed out, the the basketball is very interesting. Um, just we're going to be seeing UCLA play at the BJC on a Wednesday night in the middle of January. Um, that's that's going to be weird. Great for volleyball, men's especially men's volleyball too. Um, you know, UCLA and USC have two of the top programs. I doubt they'll leave their conference because um, the conferences are, are a lot different in men's volleyball. Right, than, like they may just get in some extra games against them. Like yeah. Every other year, they might get them every year somehow. Because um, I don't think they're confident because it's still going to be Penn State's probably still going to EIVA. And yeah. I assume unless the partners in the West Coast are pissed about every something else, that USC and they're going to be happy to play them yeah. as they're playing now. But yeah. It may change, you know, births to the national championship or something for, for men's volleyball or something like that in terms of bids eventually or, or not. But yeah. even maybe they have a, a big 10 trophy or something like that. We should we should reach out to Pav and, and see if he has any thoughts on that. It'd be um, interesting just to see that that's even in the discussion. Right. Like I think, you know, we know football drove all this. Are the other dominoes even close to follow? Fall, yeah. Falling or even on the same table. One other volleyball note that I have been thinking about all of this this is my sneaky vote sneaky one the i apparently maybe penn state might need another women's sport um one of the popular women's sports that's being added right now is beach volleyball this is a nice foray into that um you'd have to somehow put the facility somewhere um but that that's a relatively low cost sport to to add um so that that could be kind of cool with uc usc and ucla put it, the like of, put it at the footprint of the footprint of where beaver stadium is now right when they build their new football oh stadium. yeah there, there you go, go. There you go. build the dome right there exactly um well there's that um yeah it it doesn't do as much for me as basketball as it does in football though i i'm very excited about football i said to anna I, i'm very excited to go to the coliseum now i think having a reason to go there. I've already been to the Rose Bowl. It's ironic. I've been to the Rose Bowl, but I saw USC play. Um, so it's kind of kind of interesting. Um, excited to go to the Rose Bowl. Um, not during the Rose Bowl. Might not be as fun, but um, I don't know. I didn't have the best experience at the Rose Bowl. Uh, we could talk about that some other time, though. It, was, it wasn't anything bad. It's just... I don't know. Have you, ever, have you been to the Rose Bowl? We went for... That game, we went for the, the most recent Rose Bowl. Okay. Did you also feel very crammed? Yeah, it was it was a snug, right? Like it's it's very it snug in there. Big house yeah. snug, and it was flat like those stadiums are, like the big house, like old Pitt Stadium used mm-hmm. to be, like those flat things used to be. And it's you know in a residential neighborhood in Pasadena. You know, it wasn't. It's got a lot going for it. There's some great events. It was an okay place to visit. Like I, I'm more I'd be more excited. I'm more excited about Auburn this fall. Then mm-hmm. I think I will be about either one of those. But maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'll change my mind as we get closer and it's a possibility. There is in and out and Whataburger. So there you go. There you go. Um, 
we've we've beat this horse into the ground for about 20 minutes but do you have anything else you want to add no maybe the horse will come to a road game does the horse do road uh, games yeah. or home games i don't know i think that well they i think they got like a mascotty horse uh, okay well, too so yeah sure he'll come uh, okay no i'm sure there'll be more to come but yeah um moving on in the world of pittsburgh sports news um the artist formerly known as Heinz Field is now Acrisher, Acrisher Stadium. How do you think it's pronounced, Steve? I think Have it's you... Are you there confident? Some no, because I don't see. Care. And there is that is the exact point I was going to get yep. at because I don't think anybody's confident on how this is pronounced. Apparently, this is a insurance company, which the sure makes kind of sense. I don't know. Um, I, I like I, I'm like, look, I, I, I was the president of an organization that very controversially changed its name, and people were still very hung up on that name. But God damn it, I think I'm still going to call this still call the football stadium in Pittsburgh Heinz Field. And, and you know what? It's called Accrusure Stadium and not Accrusure Field. Well, and I'm sure that was a conscious decision, right? Because mm-hmm. it happens in Philadelphia now. Um, the Pennsylvania Radio Network, which which feeds affiliates across the state of Pennsylvania with with sports news and regular news from Harrisburg and whatever else, and part of the eastern part of the state, when they do Sixers and Flyers scores, they say the game at the arena Thursday night, because it's changed a couple times. Wells Fargo errored. Yeah, yeah. They yeah. don't say it. Or maybe they're they're not a Wells Fargo sponsor. They don't want to mention gotcha. Wells Fargo free advertising, but they say at the arena. So I do think from, from field to stadium was a very conscious decision to force people to like say, here's the name. And I don't know what the pushback is, and I don't know who would know. I mean, certainly nobody's gonna call it Heinz Field, but if people would to protest and just say at home or along the river or do something to not name it in their stories somehow or coverage, like it'd be interesting to see how that plays out and what that's worth in the agreement along with the signs on the building. Um, and Heinz has said too, that they still wanna have some presence there. So I don't know if the ketchup bottles end up remaining and there's still a Heinz red zone or, boy, that'd be tough from, from Akershore's perspective if that still existed and your name was on it. So it's, it's gonna be all kinds of interesting. Yeah, I, I know that Heinz isn't really based in, in- pittsburgh anymore and it's not the, the way it, even when i was growing up it was that was as much as steel was a part like heinz ketchup was essentially a part of of the city to me like when i think about heinz field i think about two things i think about the yellow chairs and i think about the giant ketchup bottles it's going to be very hard to put insurance briefs like there on top of the stadium as opposed to ketchup bottles and make it stick. I, I don't know. I, I, I think I, I have to wonder if those are staying or coming down. Um, I don't know. I, it's one of those things like, what can you do about it? I was when, cause this has been in the works for like the last two, three years. I was secretly hoping that UPMC would get the rights to the stadium. Mm-hmm. And then like in a weird way, UPMC would be, paying for the rights to for Pitt to play at their own stadium and it was just very like circular argument well it's um, funny we were at um 
a baseball game last Wednesday night, looking at signage. And just as we we're sitting there, you know, just kind of looking at signage, what's going on. And we're like, oh, UP, you know, high marks here, but they don't, we don't really have a UPMC presence. But when you look outside the outfield fence, there's the building. Like they don't really need to do that because they've, they've renamed the tower, right? So why would you pay to be inside yeah. the stadium when you're right there? Now the football stadium's, you know, a couple blocks down, so maybe not be as easy, but still. Had you ever heard of this Acrisure? No, they're what Michigan based, right? Yeah, and apparently the some of one of the owners of that is a minority owner in the Steelers, um, and that was kind of the connection. Interesting. I. Yeah, I mean Jerry Dulac, I guess, had numbers on on what you know the price was almost more than double than what that Heinz was doing. And again, it's it's no different than what is college football. You know, you're, when you kind of find revenue sources and guaranteed revenue sources, right? Here's a deal for ten years, and it's going to be this. You you make the deal, right? So I'm sure. I mean, I, and it happens in every other market. It's fresh for us because it's it's happening here. But there's other markets where the place's name has changed, and I'm sure people were like, "Oh, we're going to do. It. We're not going to do that here in Seattle. We're not going to call that this." And a couple of years in, it is what it is. So, yeah, I'm interested to see because I think, I mean, even to the last day that Melon Arena was still a thing, because it was always Melon Arena in my lifetime. A lot of people your age called it Civic Arena, like it, like oh, they're imploding Civic Arena. Like I remember that being a thing. Um, no, it was. We drove down Wednesday night to, to see the Pirates and the Yankees, and there was um, a concert. There was a guy from Pink Floyd who actually did the quiet phase of his concert, like the test at the Jordan Center, like three nights early. Like July 2nd, there was a thing for a thousand people at the Jordan Center that was the Pink Floyd dude, whatever his name is. Roger Waters? Yeah, him. Is that him, right? Yeah. He's doing like a one man show or doing a Pink Did Floyd you go? Show? No, uh -uh. no, and it, but it wasn't. I didn't know about. It. I knew about it from somebody else who told me there were like a thousand seats. He's basically testing out his roadshow. But he was in Pittsburgh the night for the game at the same time, and I'm like, oh man, there's some traffic because this game is going on at the Civic because this concert's at the Civic Arena. Like in my mind, it's Melon. It's still the Civic Arena, mm -hmm. you know. And it's been yeah, gone, you know, there's a lot of people that still call it that. Um, you know, I think, I think, to a degree, like maybe more so in other cities, the stadiums mean a lot to people in Pittsburgh. Like I remember, I remember being a kid and I remember watching the implosion of, of three rivers. And for a lot of people, that was a very sad day. Like that was, that was a very sad morning. Um, you know, people still talk about Forbes field. Like people still go to Forbes field, even pit stadium, like pit people are, are still like, that was like their Mecca. Um, so yeah, I, I I think people are still going to accidentally call it Heinz Field. I I don't know. I'll, I'll just be like, okay, sure, Acre sure, Acre sure. There you go. You'll get, get it, it by the time football season comes along. That's the thing. I haven't even heard it pronounced. I had never heard of this company. I don't think anybody had really ever heard of this company prior to this. So. No, it was it was it was a surprise, but good for them, right? Yeah. Take the money, put it in the bank, and go from there. So. Hey, that's yeah. what it's all about. Uh, all right. Anything else you want to add about the new stadium name? No, sir. How long do you think Tol Beaver Stadium has a, has a sponsor? Oh, that's interesting. Like, do you think it's a, do you think that's ever going to happen? And I don't. I think it's going to be a, a, like. I don't. I can't think of a Pennsylvania business, but a Pennsylvania business field at 
Yingling Field at Beaver Stadium. I no, think that's what it's going to be. I think there's a better chance that we see a sponsor on the green part of the outside of the field, like where the cameramen can't be or camera people can't be, like from the 35 down mm-hmm. on each side. I think we're better that that may happen in the next four or five years, if not sooner. I don't know about an official field thing because good lord we need, need a few more years to get away from people saying you made a yingling field and you didn't bother to figure out some way to make a paterno field but again there's no <laughs> revenue in paternal field right like yeah, no, there's just no. not so unless the paterno family is going to pony up you know right exactly. and even then still that stream goes away exactly. um yeah i if well even now stadium, it'll have a name yeah the new stadium will have a name um even now though like there's the the benches are now DeWalt benches. Um, I feel like there's some UTS signage around the stadium too, if yeah, I remember. Sure. Yep. Um, so yeah, there's there. more now. I mean, you're kid, I'm getting kind of immune to it. When they first put the Geico stuff over the the walkways, like that was seemed interesting, but now there's just more of it. It's kind of hard to keep up. A I don't even bit, notice so. the Geico things anymore. Yeah, right. Exactly. I know what you're talking about, but I yeah. don't even notice them anymore. Exactly, you just get used to them. And then, like I said, the DeWalt stuff on the sidelines with it with the equipment rolls behind them or whatever. So. Yeah. Okay. Um, moving on. The uh, the All Star Game, of baseball is coming this, this week. Steve, I don't know how many All Star players I can name. That's a problem. Yeah, it is. I, I I I don't. I couldn't tell you who the Pirates All Star is. Do they even have one? Like I know that like usually every team gets one because we're yep. participation sport. I I am I. Like I, I try, I've been trying to watch more baseball this year, but man, does it like? I feel like we had the same conversation last year, but I really feel like the all the MLB All Star Game is just losing its mojo. No, I think it's the Home Run Derby, which gets all the attention. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure Shohei Otani there is there. I guess I'm sure Mike Trout's there. I'm sure Aaron Judge is there. But you're just naming baseball players, at that right? Point. Like famous like, guys, I know, right? Like, who, yeah. Do I know who's having a good year? No. Like, do I? You know, and I try a little bit. I'm hampered that the only thing with YouTube TV that I don't love is that I can't get, I can't get ATT Sportsnet on that. So I don't have Pirates games as background noise. Um, and I just don't, I don't really watch as much baseball as I should, but I, it'll be, I mean, they're not promoting the All-Star game. They're promoting Home Run Derby. They know I, that. I haven't seen it. I have seen significantly more um, Home Run Derby things than I have right. All-Star game. Like I, a hundred percent. Home Run Derby is a fixed. It's it's a fixed broadcast in terms of time for the most part. They know how long it's going to take. The baseball game could take forever. They don't know what's going to happen. They know they're going to have drama with with the Home Run Derby. They know it's contained. It's just easier to advertise. I mean, I know more about the potential strike of concession employees at Dodger Stadium than I do <laughs> with the fact that, that who's going to be on the field for the game itself. I did not. I feel very plugged in to the media world. I had no clue about till about two weeks ago where the MLB all-star game was. And it was only because they like started releasing the hats and uniforms or whatever. Um, David Bednar is the only pirate all-star it appears. Um, Yeah. I, I I don't, I don't know. Um, was there anything that's going to make you excited about the All Star Game anymore? Because I feel like I feel like a lot of it for you growing up probably was you got to see NL players play AL players, which was really the only time that you got to see that. Now the Pirates just played the Yankees last last week, like that's right. commonplace. 
Yeah, that, that, that you're right. Spot on. That was the thing that was special. That was, there were fewer games available. It was the time to see some guys you didn't see, right? You know, Reggie Jackson in the 70s playing for the Oakland A's, right? Unless they had a game of the week on the East Coast, you weren't, you weren't seeing him until you saw a nighttime all-star game. And it just felt like, goodness, there was a run there in the 70s where something was happening at all-star games all the time. You know, whether it was Pete Rose and Ray Fossey with the collision, whether it was Reggie's home runs, whether it was Dave Parker's throw from right field to get somebody out. Like, it's just, you know, you can find that stuff on YouTube now. But it it was just, and we didn't have highlight show, right? Like, you just you had to see the game to see it. And it kind of delivered on that stuff. Yeah. Now I, it's another game. I mean, it's just another interleague game in the middle of the season. To me, like, <sighs> I really can't like, I, I mean, I try to watch the all-star game every year. I can't really remember a, within the last decade, a big moment happening at, a, at, at an all-star game. Like I, I really can't, like, I no, can't, it's I been can't more think than a decade since the tie and they suspended the game. Right. Yeah. Like that was, and, and that was one of the, that was probably when I lost interest in that. Like that was a tough, that was my baseball swan song was that was the Barry Bonds, you know, playoff non-throw, you know, Sid Bream scores and the all-star game when they called it because they didn't have enough players. Like that was, those those are the two the two nails in the coffin for me for baseball for a while. And I don't um, know that I've fully gotten back because there's just been other things. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I'm just not interested in it. That was that was a podcast segment where we told you we weren't interested in the, the all-star game. There you go. That was what that was, kids. They'll probably pull our credentials. They will. Yeah. Oh, darn. Oh, darn. Um, all right. This week's old guy, young guy. You, you put you gave me a couple suggestions. I feel like we've already done the watch one. So I'm gonna skip to the next one. Throw pillows, Steve. Throw pillows. Steve, I would like to know how many pillows do you have on your bed when it's fully made? Six, seven, ten. I think Ten. there's nine. I think there's nine out of ours. Yeah. How many pillows do you use when you sleep? One. Well, that's about. I, I use three are in use at our house. That's it. Like, yeah. like, we, and I use we, two pillows, and we I choose. We each use one. So yes, eight pillows get set aside so we can go to sleep. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Does that bother you? Does it bother me? Yes, it does a little bit. <laughs> but you know what? I have a bigger problem with the throw pillows on our one couch because they take up more space than there are seating on the couch. We have seven throw pillows on the couch. I can see. Oh my God. God bless you. And there are seating for three people on that couch. God bless you. Steve. Yeah. This is a, this is like a two and a half person couch and at most, or maybe you could maybe fit one person with the, the amount of pillows and you got to finagle those around. Oh, yeah, this you got to move them all and sit down. Don't get me. Well, no, you got to move one because a couple of the rest of them are up top, like above you on the top of the cushion. Okay. Thing, but yeah. Yeah. Um, do you so understand this, it? I don't understand it because I don't. No, this is, an, this is apparently not an old guy, young guy. This is like a, More a husband. This is a male yeah. female thing, apparently. No, I don't. It's, I, I get moody about this. this one. The ones in the bedroom, not so much, right? Because for us, like, she has this little ocean theme, right? So they have like little starfish and whatever else. And if I make the bed, she's happy the bed's made in the morning. So that's great. I get it. 
but the cows like you got to move them off anybody comes over so like i just don't quite understand why i'm there i just it just doesn't make sense to me but i know that i'm not enlightened enough to appreciate the throw pillow so mm-hmm. i just don't say anything mm-hmm. yep except on a podcast when people mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure that we, we can make this like a may not our wives um yeah this podcast. is well my wife doesn't listen your wife listens you, your wife yeah. may you haven't offered your opinion yet, so your wife's probably, you probably never going to get in trouble for offering oh, your opinion. That's why I'm being very selective about my, <laughs> my thought process. I will say, though, the best pillow in our house is on our couch. Uh, we have a, like this one pillow that's like perfectly smushed out that I use when I take a nap on that couch, and I sleep like a baby. So, Yeah, it used to be like, she'll fall asleep in her chair, and I'll be like, I can't fall asleep in my chair for whatever reason. It's a comfortable chair. I just can't do it. But then I want to go lay on the couch and my throat pillows in the way. I can't even lay down. I can't even lay down. But I built a bridge and finally started moving them. And then I'll, if she doesn't go back to bed, I'll fall asleep on the couch until she decides she's ready to wake up and go to bed. And then we'll go to bed. So how often, do you fall, how, how often do you fall asleep on the couch? Because I used to fall asleep on the couch a lot. Not very often. If we're really tired, like she, she can go asleep in her chair pretty easily. And then I'm just like watching junkie TV till like midnight because she'll get like two hours of sleep in the living room. And then I'll be like, okay, you ready to go to bed? Um, and then I'll sleep like a little extra, like then she'll be up early and then I'll sleep a little extra in the morning before I get up and do my exercise or whatever. So, yeah. Okay. So you do well on the couch now, you're saying? I, you like, usually depending on what I'm doing, the problem is I wear contacts. So I need to make sure I take those out or my eyes bother me. So it's harder for me to fall asleep with those in, but there's, I would say at least four times a month I fall asleep on the couch. Okay. Then, That's probably more than me, but it depends. Football season, like the best was always football season on a uh, tired Saturday night. Yeah. Right? Like you uh, watch the late, start watching the late game and you're just there. Like, that's great. That that doesn't happen as much in the yeah. summer. So No, there's there's nothing better. Like, I, I like I like in the winter when you're, you watch like a hockey game and then you start watching the West Coast hockey games. Oh, yep. The best. The best. Yeah, for even like the 430 games when it's dark in NFL. Like mm-hmm. it's you watch oh, it, best know, nap best nap is that it's really cold you know yeah, exactly oh, yes yeah. all right anything else you want to add on this week's podcast no sir i think we did a good job okay i think we did a great job too um anyways you just listened to our podcast um if you did listen and you enjoyed the podcast which if you made it this far you definitely did um five stars like us thumbs up all that um let's see we have an email. It's stuff summer says podcast at gmail.com. Um, you can send us things there. Um, my Twitter handle is at stuff summer says. Yours is at Steve Sample. Other than that, um, I'm good. You good? Have a good week. See you next time. See you. Bye.